0: Hello and welcome to Leitrim Daily. This is our first book club. My name is Mary Blake and I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with three other guests and we're going to find out what book we have for this month. First person I'm going to introduce you to is Kevin McManus from Gallen. You're very welcome. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Mary. Thank you. Thanks for being here.
0: And Kevin, you are a writer.
1: I am. Can yeah. you
0: tell us a little bit about what you've written?
1: Uh, well, I've produced uh, six kind of full-length novels so far and two novellas and uh, a number of short stories. And currently, I've completed a poetry collection, which is due to come out at the end of this month, called Spirits in the Forest. So it's a good change from writing crime fiction. Good. My first book was, was The Hole of the Moon, which was meant to be like a standard literary book, but it's kind of fell into the, the crime story and it was kind of labelled as a crime fiction book and from there on in the publishers kind of Kind of more or less marketed me as a crime fiction author, so I kind of fell into it that way. But, you know, I have i wouldn't mind diversifying into other areas, yeah. really, you know, as a bit of a challenge.
0: So you have signed a deal recently. Mm-hmm. Is that a new series?
1: It's a it's a series based upon a, a fictional Irish detective called Ray Logue, and it's set in, in County Mayo. And it's, it's a new series of books based on him uh, and his adventures, you could say. And it's with a UK book company called Spellbound. And I have three-book deals. so the first book is coming out in March, I believe, and then another one this summer, I think, and maybe the end of the year. And
0: have you written one I've, of them already? I or? have the
1: first one completed, yeah, and uh, have to work on the other two. And I've also got another book deal with another English company called uh, Bloodhound Books, and I have a book that I have to complete for them as well, which I just have more or less finished, but just going through the editing process and, uh, you know... Clean it up, tidy it up a bit, and that's probably coming out sometime next year too. And
0: you base this new series in County Mayo? Why are they all criminals there? Yeah,
1: well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of. I kind of wanted to pick something kind of in my own area, so the northwest. So I was kind of going to go Sligo, Leitrim, and I kind mm. of went over kind of towards Mayo and created this fictional town of Port Ard And it's I kind of just like the the western landscape, and I kind of like watching TV programmes like uh, Hinterland which is set in Wales and I kind of wanted to get that kind of feel to it you know how the, the landscape kind of becomes like a character in the book so A lot of my books are kind of set in Western Ireland because it's a very kind of a dreamy landscape. Mm -hmm. I like all that kind of thing.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. So that's something to look forward to. And your poetry, you're publishing that the whole time. It's getting published and picked up by different um, newspapers and magazines.
1: Yeah, well, the the new book, Spirit in the Forest, is self-published at the moment anyway. So I'm bringing that out at the end of October. Uh, And just, yeah, getting lots of coverage in magazines, online magazines, online journals, and the poetry's going well. It's just, you know, I, I kind of... Fed into the poetry really during the lockdown period because I, I found initially that I just wasn't in the mood for writing crime fiction at the start because I suppose it's such a depressing time and mm. crime fiction is such a heavy thing. I I just found writing poetry was more relaxing mm. and I, I put poems together. Now I had some poems written over previous years, but I kind of compiled them all together and by the end of the summer I kind of more or less had enough for a, a collection and so went ahead with it. And it's you know I I kind of publish them some online from time to time and a good good reaction to it so books coming out in four weeks time so we'll see yeah, how it goes yeah it's
0: brilliant so self-publishing is that a, a tough
1: process it's it's tough enough yeah because you know the the whole thing is really is the marketing aspect to it because you know it's it's so tough on your own trying to get your name out there and trying to get the books out there and also distribution you know in terms of self publishing i suppose your main avenue is to sell them as ebooks like through amazon um, you know, getting your the actual physical paperback out to shops is the real problem. Now you can, you know, you can give them out to various shops, and you know, people like or in the Reading Room are very good at taking in uh, local authors. So, and mm. you, you give them in local bookshops here, there, and everywhere, and the you know the local counties and from Roscommon, and Sligo and Cavan. But you know, getting it out there is the problem in the bookshops. And it's the same with
0: any artist I've spoken to as well. I mean, it's people, local people, will support you, especially the first album mm. or the First piece of work that you put out, and after that, it it people don't know you outside this area. True. They're taking a punt on a person yeah. that they don't know, yeah. and you know it's it's not always um, reflective of the quality of work. It's just getting your name out it there. It is not- getting
1: name out there, yeah, and like. Local people in, in my hometown of Kerrygall have been really supportive over the years and i have brought out a number of books and a number of book launches and they've been great. But you can't just keep calling the same people all the time. And, you, you know, you, if you have a book launch every single year, people get tired of it and they don't want to come along. And, you know, we, people can only go so far. Yes. And, uh, but look, it, it's going well. You know, the Brilliant. books, uh, the e-books are going really, really well. But um, ideally, it'd be lovely to get some kind of paperback distribution and get the books into bookshops. Yes. But it's yeah. tough. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: And um, you work in in chambo Vocational School as well. Yeah, Kevin.
1: working there at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I've been working there for the last 14 years and uh, teach history and geography and some English as well. I have taught English in the past. and mm. Yeah, I enjoy teaching. Um, the good thing about it, it gives you a certain amount of free time and summer holidays, Easter holidays and so on. So it's a good time to, to get writing. So I have to be thankful for that. Yes. And during the lockdown period, we were... Busy, of course, doing online teaching, but also there was some time to do a bit more writing too.
0: Yeah, But as you say, lockdown, although a lot of artists said, this is a time I can write that book or I can do this painting. But sometimes the head wasn't there True, for yeah, it, yeah, you know, even yeah. though you had the time. and But still, we had a sense that there was a crisis yeah. happening and maybe
1: we weren't in the right Absolutely. Uh, for it. So. Very anxious time. I, I found the first yeah. month, you know, back March, April, I couldn't write at all. I just yeah. couldn't because your, your head is so full of what's going on in the news yes. and everything. And you just couldn't get into the you know the stream of writing but i found you know come may june i kind of got back into it and i I found it a good release yeah you know from what was going on in the media to actually sit down and write and especially as i was saying writing poetry i just found that relaxing and a bit of escapism i suppose you know
0: yeah very good thanks kevin that's that's great and good luck to you with the new book coming out spirits in the forest Hilda King is with us. Hilda, you're welcome. Hello, Mary. How would people have known you prior to this around well,
2: Balnamore? You were working in up until recently in the library. I was in yes, I was in Carrick and Shannon for about twenty years, and then I moved to the headquarters in Balinamore, um about two thousand and four. So great, yeah, great. And finished up around twenty sixteen. Right. Okay. So around thirty years. Thirty years. <laughs> there, there about. Great work. And Baltimore, of course, is such a wonderful um, facility there. Oh, and it's, a, it's such a lovely library to sit in and yes. visit. And,
0: and what I noticed about the library when I was there is um, it's it's not the reverence that you would expect. It it feels like a breathe and live place. You yeah. know, there'd be kids in having a workshop and reading books. And yeah.
2: is that? Do you think that is important I to move do, away I from that? Yeah. Shush, shush. Absolutely. Absolutely, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we have to welcome everybody and that includes children that make noise and people can talk at a low level and, you know, it's a cultural space really, you know, and it's moved into that realm of things now.
0: So a big change to retire from such a a, a busy spot.
2: Yeah, a big change. Um, Yeah, I sort of, you know, you miss all the people you worked with and naturally all the staff you got to know over the years. But I'm very happy in retirement as well. I've loads of time for my hobbies, like yeah. reading and walking and cycling. And, and I think that's and something
0: that. that we all got a little taste of over lockdown is like um, we, I used to think, well, gosh, when people retired, what, what do they do? And mm. then we all had that experience of having time off. And, you know, you filled your day all the same, Absolutely. even though you go to bed
2: and you think, I don't know what I did, but I was flat out doing yeah. nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even as Kevin said there in the beginning, I sort of thought, this is fantastic I'll read all day and you know what else would I like to do you know but um no it, it, your head is sort of taken over a bit by the whole um, process of lockdown and I don't know just um yeah. but no now I've settled a lot more yes. and um because the reading groups have sort of been stopped really you hmm. know um it suddenly felt, oh, wow, I can read whatever I like now, you know. Um, and were you involved in many reading groups or book clubs? I Yes, I have, have sort of two long-term book clubs. One started when I was in Carrigan Shannon with some regular readers asked me to form a group with them, you know. So it was sort of a cosy little group. It was sort of um, only about, well, I think it was six and then it became four. And so we got to know each other over 15 years. I think we met every two months, read two books, but we also had a glass of wine. So it was a very much a mix of social and thing, but very enjoyable too. And the other group um, was sort of a very more structured group. It started in the library, really, with... Um, it was a funded project, and so we were a very sort of organised group. There was 12 in it, which was a lot. Michael Harding actually facilitated, um, I think it was four groups under this funding project and um but we've kept going since then and we're almost we're still meeting 19 years on oh imagine yeah yeah and i think the structure stood to us you know that it everybody sort of got used to the guidelines we had and the way we operated now we did stop for tea and and the chat yes but the book was the focus of the meeting and You know, it made you sit up sharp and think about what you'd read. And and this is why we decided to start this Mm -hmm. um, podcast, is because I was
0: talking to Orla in the reading room and she was saying people have been missing their book clubs. So
2: have your book clubs stopped over COVID or have you found a way to make it work? Um, We've discussed it (laughs) uh, several times over. We did try a Zoom and it wasn't really that successful. We're too big a group. There's around nine of us now and it just... It was okay, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything like what it is in person. Yeah. There's a lot of banter and over and back, and you couldn't facilitate that really that easily over Zoom. And do you think there has to be a facilitator in a book club? I do, I is. do. I think, I think there's, t- you know, there's different types of book clubs, but um, I think if it's small, maybe it can manage with three or four. They can manage facilitating Ch- everybody. Yes. But once it gets over four, I think you really have to have somebody making sure everybody gets their say and gets their opinions out and sort of facilitates cross-challenges maybe and different viewpoints and all that. So if
0: somebody listening now was saying they'd like to set up their own
2: book club, would you have any advice for them? Um... I think I'd have a discussion with uh, whoever was interested, the number of people. Because people come to a book group thinking, have various notions in their head of what it's about. So it's very important to have their expectations sorted, you know, Mm -hmm. that you know um, what what they're hoping to get from it. And you'll find there'll probably be quite a variety maybe, you know.
0: I I remember being in book clubs and um, somebody would come to the book club saying, I didn't get finished it, so don't talk about what happened in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of say, Oh gosh. Yeah. And I suppose that's a discussion we're going to have to have today in in when we meet next month mm-hmm. to talk about the book that we still don't know what it is. Um Do we give out spoilers? And do we make it clear um only listen to this podcast if you had re- re- read the book or um do we skirt around it? So
2: that's something we have to think about. I think that the main, main thing really is it's a lovely way to meet up with people and, you know, you just have to set up your guidelines for it to work and not have somebody dominate or anything like that. Yeah. But if you wanted to, you know, the mix of social and mm. focusing on book, can work and you know just that ratio is what has to be worked out really yes. for it to be.
0: Successful. And is it a thing that you found it was mainly women in the groups? Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. 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 You yeah. see, we, we got Kevin. That's how
2: we pulled yeah, Kevin yeah, in. yeah, 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 yeah. We had one now. one yeah. man, um, and he left after a while. <laughs> um, I wonder why that is. The, the, he well, this particular person was sort of more focused on facts, you know, and he was sort of disputing that couldn't happen in the book. This was a fiction book, you know, and that it couldn't happen then. Whereas you find a lot of women wouldn't be too concerned about accuracy of things like that, you know. But I'd be very interested in a mixed group. I think it would bring a lot of... Yeah, yeah flavour to the, to the, you know. Yeah, and I remember exciting. talking to a
0: man about joining a group before and he was saying, I'll only be doing all women's books. And there is still that kind of idea that you know, book clubs are women's clubs and you're talking about babies and uh, and Mills and Boone and, you
2: know, yeah. which hasn't been my experience at all. Not at all. Not for me. I, not yeah. for us either. No, yeah. no. I, I, again, I go back to the structure and facilitation yeah. and what you want to get out of your group. That's Absolutely. the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it yeah. is a lovely way
0: to meet. I think it is too. Yeah. And friendships are really formed in, 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 a, in a different way, I suppose. So it is interesting yes. to, you know, and I think age differences as is, is, is well, you know, can be bridged. And what I noticed about book clubs before is those of us from different backgrounds and different stages in our lives got so much It's got such different things from the book. So those people who had young babies or those people who were um, had different life experience
2: saw things completely different. And sometimes you say, were we even reading the same book? Yeah. Yeah. Which is sorry, Mary. When we when we met first in Kerry and Shannon, when Michael Harding, when we set up that uh, funded project, An awful lot of the women in the group were from different countries. So that really made it very, very interesting because they came from it from different viewpoints altogether. And that's the fascination of of having a group discussing a book, you know, all the different viewpoints that you're you're only one person reading it. And so as a reader, you're interpreting from all your own personal cultural background, family background. But when you get all that, it, it really enriches. Uh, yeah. A book for you, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember years ago going into Balnamore to you, yeah. And I said, recommend me a book, yeah. and you kind of went home, going, who, who even are you? I mean, how would, I, how would I know exactly? And yeah. you did recommend a book for me, right? Graham Greene, the end, uh,
2: the end of the affair,
0: the end of the affair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and did you, ever it? Read I did, or? I read it, and I loved it, yeah. and I would never have picked it, yeah. You know, no, so yeah. sometimes, and I think that's what's good, and that's what I'm hoping we get out the book club. This book club mm. is kind of reading things that you just wouldn't have yeah, come
2: you, across you, yourself. You wouldn't have yeah, come across. Yeah. No, that's the excitement.
0: <laughs> so, yes, so I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And our fourth and final panel member today is Orla Kelly from the Reading Room here in Carrick and Shannon. Orla has the independent bookshop here on Bridge Street. And um, you're very welcome. Thank you, Mary. Thank you very much for coming. So you've had a, you've had the same lockdown experience as all of us and your shop had to close. Yeah. Um, did you notice that people had were looking for different books when when you opened up again, or were people just wanting back to the? Normal reading patterns.
3: I don't know. I don't think normal reading patterns for sure. I think both Hilda and Kevin actually represented it very well in terms of lockdown. You change how you read, or there's so much sort of affecting you from the outside world, and that certainly came through. I know myself actually, like Kevin, I started. I didn't write poetry now. <laughs> I started reading poetry, um, and I I found great solace in that because it's it's the uh, it's the quick hit, mm-hmm. and it's easier to yeah. connect with something um, rather than get engrossed in so, in a in crime that could be very hard to get through or something that has is very worthy and and you just don't feel it because there's so much going on in the world externally so i think a lot of people uh, reflected that um certainly people's feedback to me is that they well, if they didn't read for period, they got back into it or um, they started reading all the books they should have read that were on their shelves. So that's been Mm. a great experience because you're chatting to people about books that have, you know, I must read that for years. And they're now getting to it because they just maybe wanted to stay indoors. Yes, you could go and buy online and all of that sort of stuff get new. But it was just a lovely experience just to be in your own house. If you weren't worried about money, you weren't worried about the pandemic. If you took that time just to switch off to the outside world, you were looking at your own shelves, what you had in invested in already Um, and the hope because I always say when you buy a book or you get a book it's the investment it's not the money it's the investment in the hope of what you're going to read that's it it's like oh this is the joy so there there sort of they were realizing that yeah. during lockdown i think that was certain And i've experience. heard people saying that they reread books
0: over lockdown yeah. i mean i never re-, re reread a book even if i loved the book i really you know but so that was interesting Well that's
3: interesting but also you find i don't know about you if you find this but it, certainly if there's books that i've come across now that i've reread that i did read maybe 20 years ago and you know i read them because... Because I've I've put notes on the margins, but I don't remember them, so it's new to me again. So I'm at that age. Where well, I'm you're re- a different. Well, you're a different person, but now. also I'm a different reader. So oh, that's the thing. I, I think you, and that's the interesting thing when you were talking to Hilda about books as well, and she was saying about people's different experience in book clubs. You find that you, certainly for myself, I became a better reader as a result of book clubs.
0: And what makes you a better reader? Is it that you know you're going to have to discuss it?
3: Yes. And defend a book that but not even that it's not even the defence of that it's actually the perspectives because there's, there's four different people in here now we're going to read a book we're going to have four different perspectives on it and as you said earlier it's like somebody's going to come in with something that you didn't even know was in the book you missed it completely and it mattered so much to them and and that makes you stop and that makes you think um, and that's the joy that can be the just unmitigated joy of it, yeah. I think. Yeah, of somebody else's perspective. Yep, it's Very great. good.
0: And how do you... So you're busy now again. The shop is open We're and people open. are coming in. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. Yep. And also, whatever book we have today, um, Orla is going to be able to... If you, We have a book club special, so you get 10% off if you contact reading room through their facebook page you'll get all their details there and you'll be able to read along with us and that's something i really like as many people as possible to do and you can if you're in the shop you can chat to orla and give her a bit of feedback you might hate it you might love it but i mean we'd be very interested to hear what you think of this book also i was going to ask you what makes a good book club in your opinion because i'm sure you have a lot of book clubs coming out of the reading room
3: yeah Yeah, I was involved in uh, one for myself, there was one in um, Lena's Tea Rooms. Obviously, these are all ones that we can't meet before. I also used to run four children's book clubs, and they were just a joy, because I tell you, they're not afraid to tell you their opinions, um, which is great. But I don't know what makes a good opinion or a good book club, as long as people... Th- I think concentrate on the book. I think when you you listen to people's perspectives and you get the joy of it, and obviously then that you know you can segue into politics or segue into your personal life, but it's always sort of the reference point is coming from the book, and and that's always um, a particular a particular joy. Yeah. So
0: don't forget why you're there.
3: I you, think you so. you know keep
0: coming back to the book.
2: I well, guess. Well, Hilda
3: says as well. It was what Hilda was saying as well as about expectation, because certainly you find that before um, when you're coming into. To join a book club you must know what you want from that book club if you if you want to make friends and socialize well then pick the right book club because some book clubs just want to focus on the book and focus on that others are have that element of social um interaction you know that it's there so what do you want from this mm. um is a very very important um
0: it can concept. be hard i've heard somebody saying they'd love to join a book club but they don't know um they seem to be kind of little tight group friendship groups and it kind yeah. of feels like they're, um, you, you know, they're butting in or they're being a gooseberry there somehow. If somebody has moved to the area, how did they get involved? Was there any public book clubs that people can just rock
2: up and talk about the, the book? There was at the library,
3: wasn't there, yeah. yeah, Yeah,
2: the library would always, if, yeah. you, if you went in and said, I'd like to join a book club, they'd always keep your name. And then it, they'd accumulate a few people and make kept them in touch with each other, you know. Great. So there is that possibility. So all the libraries, Manor Hamilton
0: Library, I know, do that as well. They oh, have a very of, active the book public, club yeah, there. There's,
2: there's nine branch libraries in Leitrim. It's and all of them would have a book club? No, not no. necessarily all a book club, but there's at least four anyway now. They're not all And I wonder, the do you
0: do the same books throughout all the libraries or does the, it's chosen no, in, the in group, each branch? No, the group
2: cho- cho- yeah. chose, yeah, mm. themselves, mm. whatever they want, you mm.
0: know. And mm. would people take... Returns, or, or is, does the librarian decide what oh, to do next? Oh, it's,
2: it's every, uh, again, every branch might decide differently. Mm. You know, it's, it's an indiv- individual to the book mm. group in, say, Carrigallen or Ballinamore or Manor Hamilton. The group decide. It's, yeah. it's very democratic. Yeah. Rather than, I know. You know, there are some libraries in Dublin that, that do have the librarian produce all these books and that, but yeah. so far down here, that's yeah. not the way it works, yeah. yeah.
3: If you're looking for a book, then it's personal to you. If you're looking to buy something for your mother, it's personal to your mother. So tell me about your mother. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you like to read. Tell me how you want to read. Tell me, you know, somebody comes in and say, I want to buy a present because they're 60. Right? What do they like? I don't know. Just give me a book. I just, that doesn't tell me anything about them. That just tells me their age. I'd like to, you know, you go for a little bit of nuance because I want to give some, if you're given a recommendation, you want it to be something that your mother's going to turn around and say, that was a perfect book because we had a discussion about where your mum was at or what she likes and her taste. And it is, it's all about the personal taste because I know what I like. I've got so many books down mm-hmm. to the ears just bought for me and I'm going, I'm never going to read that in a month Sundays. It's not my taste. Mm-hmm. It's not my like. None of that. And and it will just get shelved and even during lockdown, that was never touched. <laughs> you know, so I want, you know, I want you to go out from my place and, and said, right, like somebody... Put a bit of effort into that and that's where recommendations are great they say at christmas that more people will buy a book at christmas mm-hmm. for uh, who aren't readers because you know this elder because people just think it's the easiest present in the mm-hmm. whole wide world to give but it's actually if you put a little bit a teeny bit of thought into it sometimes i go off to people and say no do you know what you need to buy you need to buy them a cinema voucher that's it or I you know. need you, you just sort of work, it's it's all taste mm. and I'd be very passionate about recommendations for children because people are always trying to get kids to read and you'd know this yeah, Kevin yeah, as a teacher yeah. like yeah. God you just want them to read what they want Absolutely. and even reading the paper reading a magazine yeah. reading Beano yeah. Are there uh, many Leitrim
0: books being published at the moment?
3: Yes there are but you tell uh, there's, quite a, there's quite a lot actually this week what, what's been happening I suppose in the publishing world um, and you probably know this and Kevin would certainly know this as well is that so many books that were due to be published early on in the spring and certainly in the summer were delayed and so they're all coming out now between September and October. So I just have a, a quick list of just yeah. some of the Leitrim authors, but also the kind of localish, even if they're bigger named. Yeah. If that's okay. So you've got um, Standing in Gaps, Seamus O'Rourke. Nobody Seamus knows him, of is course. going to be in
0: with me tomorrow <laughs> Great, to have yeah. an interview. Dying to hear. That's him.
3: his memoir. Um, Michael Harding's book, What Is Beautiful in the Sky, was published. Uh, is published on the first of October. Uh, John McLaughlin originally from Leitrim um, but lives in Sligo You, Me and Destiny and I think it's a bit of a love story and he says he's featuring Carrick in it Is
0: that his first book? first book
3: Brilliant Yeah Uh, Colleen McCarthy from Drumsnaya and The Sky Didn't Fall published her first book wrote her first book during lockdown It was on her bucket list apparently to write a novel so she wrote that uh Paul Clemens has written a book about Shannon country. He's following in the steps of Richard Hayward, um around from the start of the Shannon and he does the whole way down. Um Leitrim, the uh, the uh the Irish Revolution, uh Patrick McGarty is out. Um, he's from Mohill, I think. He's originally from Mohill and he lives down in a Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um Faye Hayden's book, um, children's book has been published uh this week, I think on the first, with all the proceeds going to um, our boys save our boys in Roscommon, and which that's is a great Faye's cause. Second, it's book. her second book. Yeah, Fe
0: writes. Um, ab- from her first book was um, from the point of view of. Living with a Child with Autism.
3: Yeah, it's Bedtime Stories from Mothers and Others, yeah. yeah. And, and then this is her first children's book, and it's um, featuring children with um, varying levels of disability and just saying how they get on with their life and how yes. how, how they can succeed as well as anybody and else. And that's
0: so, for charity.
3: Oh, that's absolutely, it's all yeah. for Save Our Boys, the Fantastic. charity. Um, also, just Ronan Brady was a Roscommon um, GA footballer and is now... Um, what would you call him? I think he ran away to the circus. He's a man. He does a, he perf- his performance art. It's, it's brilliant. It's a very good story. Is uh, that a
0: story about his life or is it a it's about
3: No, it's a memoir. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then just, I suppose, everybody will hear this one. is just because she does have a house in Roscommon, is Mary McAleese's. Here's the story that was also published this week. So there's quite very a good. lot going on. A lot yeah. going
0: on. And yeah. are they all available yet? Yes. Brilliant. Yes. Great. So that leads us on to, drum roll, please, um, our book for the month. We don't know what this is. Orla has picked it. Yes. So what Um, have we got?
3: Well, the book that I picked, there's also a lot of talk about it as well. It's called, um, and I'd be interested to know if you've heard about it, it's called The Thursday Murder Club. By Richard Osmond, have you heard of it?
0: No. Yeah. Okay. So he is the te- the guy from the TV show that we would know.
3: That's right. He, yes. he presents Pointless, a, Pointless yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he also is a producer. Apparently, he produces um, uh, Deal or No Deal. You know that one with um, hmm. Noel Edmonds. Mm-hmm. He was behind all right. of that, in, involved in that. And this is his first novel, and it is a, ostensibly a crime novel, but it's it's crime light, is what right, I would right. consider. But it's nice. It features. Um, four main characters it's set in a retirement village in uh, England and there's Ron, Elizabeth, Abraham and Joyce and they're, um, so they meet every Thursday to go over cold cases to see if they can solve them because they're, in, they're retired they want to see what you know just to pass the time this is one of their clubs um, and then a real life murder well real life murder <laughs> real dead murder <laughs> yeah. um, happens and they decide that they will investigate.
0: And is it mo- is set in modern times? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's contemporary. Completely, completely. completely, yeah. Fantastic. Yep. So if somebody wants to read along, can you just tell us what's the best way for them to get a book sent to them?
3: Yeah, they can actually contact me on Facebook, Instagram or just ring the shop. Yeah, um, It's the Reading Room uh, Bookshop and it's... Um, all of the details, if you just Google it or look me up, it's you know, it's it's all there. They can contact us and I'll give ten percent for anybody that wants to get involved.
0: Yeah, so say you're involved with say you're listening in through the through the book club on Leitrim Daily and um we'd be delighted to hear any feedback. So you can just message on um Facebook or put notes on yep. Orla's um reading, reading room, room page. Yeah. Why did you choose that one?
3: Um, Well because I suppose this is the first time that we're meeting I don't know anybody's taste and I know certainly for the rules of the book club I know we were talking a little bit about rules that you don't necessarily pick it so that everybody's going to like it but I don't want anybody to hate it so I just thought it would be a nice starter for 10 Mm -hmm. Um, and also it it might be a nice book to discuss um, and then see how we go uh, yeah, yeah, so it's just... Sounds great. How do you yeah. feel about that, Kevin? Yeah, looking forward to it. That's I must bag? say, I'm,
1: I'm a virgin to book clubs altogether, okay. so uh, so I'll have to be, I'll be learning as I go along. Ha-
0: ho- we hope you're not one of these men to come to one and never yeah, seen yeah. again. Well, yeah, yeah. I
1: hope not. <laughs> Don't go too hard on me the next time anyway, so... Well, that's
0: I'll, I'll be learning
1: as I go on and see yeah. how things go. You know, I, I write a lot and uh, I read a lot, but, you know, reviewing books and so on is all new to me, but sure, yeah. okay, I'll learn as I go on.
0: But I think as well we're not going to be too... Precious and exam-like about it. I mean, oh, it's no. it's
2: it's no, it's it's. And how do you feel about that choice, Hilda? Have you heard of that book? No, and Osmond only means to me the Osmond brothers that used to sing. Ah. <laughs> yeah, okay. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, I haven't heard of it. So yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't pick up a crime book that handy now, yeah. you know. So that that I like that though. I like yeah, that. So. That's that's
3: what it's all about. It like something a, that a cozy you might...
1: mystery, I suppose you would call it. Exactly that's a, yeah, story. that's actually yeah. yeah,
3: that's a good way to say it. It's yeah. cozy. Cozy, and there's a. Teeny feel of maybe Agatha Christie about it. Yeah,
1: that's like a subgenre in the kind of crime fiction, yeah. where it's cozy mysteries, like midsummer murders or these kind of things. You know, oh, kind okay. of even some murders do take place, but it's in a kind of a. A nice kind of way, uh. if murders can be nice, yeah. The,
3: the location is so lovely, <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah, really yeah. Mind. And would your murder,
0: murder's been
1: no, in they that wouldn't genre? be cozy, you know. They, it's, it's kind of more, black. more blood. Well, there's more kind of black humor to it, you know. Good. You know, that's yeah. what I kind of give a bit of a twist yeah. to it. In, in some ways, they're murder but there's a bit of kind of comedy in the dialogue, yeah, which I don't know if it mixes very well. Some people like it, some people don't, but. I love, I kind of like, enjoy writing dialogue and yeah. uh, I kind of like the comedy aspect of it too, Brilliant. you know.
0: And if anybody's interested in hearing a podcast that was done with Brefney Early and Kevin McManus, this man who's here, this author who's here beside us, it's um, podcast number 124 on Leitrim Daily. And if you want to hear more about um, Kevin's life and times as a, as a writer, then you'll get more details on that. So that's number 124. So guys, give us the name of that book again.
3: Oh, it's called The Thursday Murder Club
0: by Richard Osmond. The Thursday Murder Club. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's meeting of our panel. So, again, we've Kevin McManus, we have Hilda King and we have Orla Kelly from The Reading Room who is kind of um, coming up with these great book selections. And... Um, please read the book and let us know what you think. I'm sure you can get them in, get it in the library or get on to Orla or any of your independent bookshops. Thank you. This is Mary Blake at Leitrim Daily, book club number one, over and out.